hairs along the back of his neck stood up. Every nerve ending seemed to come alive as he stayed hunched in position. This is what he had been missing for too long, this glorious swell of excitement that ignited all his senses. He kept his fingers in place, ready and waiting, as he watched through the scope. Seconds turned into minutes. Patience, he told himself and tried to ignore the sweat sliding down his back. He didn't move a muscle. He didn't blink. He watched as his target eased slowly into the crosshairs of the scope. The fog had grown thicker, making it difficult to see. But he concentrated on the one flash of color he recognized he depended on. Holding his breath, he took aim. He knew he'd only have one chance. Laser beam fast. He watched the arrow hit, a clean shot straight through the leg. He smiled again. Three days ago, when this game began, he'd told the woman that she'd probably regret buying those fluorescent orange running shoes. Two weeks later. Chapter Two. Quantico, Virginia. Special Agent Maggie O'Dell escaped into her cramped office and closed the door. The mailing envelope she had tucked under her arm was bulging and much thicker than she expected. The slight surge in adrenaline irritated her. At least she recognized that, yes, it was strange, and some would say morbid, for her to be excited about the package's contents. For several years now, Law enforcement officers from across the country had been sending her information on cases they couldn't solve. Usually they sent very little, scraps of evidence, blurry Polaroids, and rudimentary copies of coroner reports, all in the hopes that Maggie could take those bits and pieces and put them together like a jigsaw puzzle. More times than not, she'd been successful producing comprehensive profiles, and she did it without ever stepping foot onto the actual crime scene. From her small office in the depths of the behavioral science unit, she had managed to develop criminal profiles that helped lead to the apprehension and arrest of eight, possibly nine, murderers in the last 26 months. She'd built up quite a reputation, but with that success came an insurmountable amount of requests. Lately, she carried around a file or two with her, over lunch, in between meetings, or curled up on her sofa at home. She found herself sifting reviewing, searching for pieces she may have missed. The cases filled almost every waking hour. Her husband, Greg, accused her of being obsessed. And in the last couple of months, she began to worry that he might be right. Even today, she'd skipped lunch, anxious to see the details of this new case. The fact was, she had stopped killers from adding victims to their lists. With each apprehension came a sense of power. But with that power came an overwhelming obligation and responsibility. So much so that she hated turning down a single request, hated having to be so selective, picking and choosing. Unfortunately, or perhaps for the sake of her mental and physical health, she should consider it fortunate, her boss, Assistant Director Cunningham, restricted her caseload. You need to take a break every once in a while, Agent O'Dell, he told her when she first started. I can't have you burning out before you reach 30. Now alone in her office, Maggie opened the envelope carefully 
and slid the contents onto her desk. Immediately, her eyes caught a glimpse of the photos. These weren't blurry Polaroids. A close-up of the victim's neck showed what could be rope burns. Another captured bite marks, red gashes in the soft flesh of the inner arm. She stopped herself from picking up any of these for a closer look. Instead, she left everything where it landed when it slid out of the envelope. She stood back, restraining her hands, keeping them on her hips, as she cocked her head to take in an overview of the contents. She focused in on the medical examiner's report without swooping. Instead, she scanned it all the way to the middle of the first page before she found what she was looking for. This victim's name was David Robards, 21, 5 feet 9 inches tall, 150 pounds. The autopsy listed the manner of death as undetermined. But Maggie already knew that early police...